Jesse Kelly show. Let's have some fun and let's all collectively cross our fingers because there is a big election tonight for the entire country. No, I realize everybody isn't in Virginia. I, I, I realize that, but tonight is a big, big deal for all of us. I will explain why in just a second. And just to let you know, while I've never pretended to be a journalist, and the good Lord knows, looking across at my crack team here, neither of these guys are going to pass as one either, but we are going to, throughout the show, give you updates as we get them on what's going on in Virginia. So we will keep you abreast of the situation as we move along. It's going to be an interesting evening, to put it mildly. We have Black Lives Matter talk. We have the race card. Southwest Airlines having more problems. We have, well, a serious conversation we're going to have about China and much, much, much more. But I actually want to begin with this. And I realize there's Virginia election, huge New York election, all all these things going on. I realize that. Just set all that stuff aside for a moment. Joe Biden's in Europe. At this stupid climate conference thing. And we have a bunch of Biden audio we're going to play for you tonight. But this part really stuck out to me. And it didn't stick out to me for the normal reasons it does. You know how it goes. We play Joe Biden audio. We're all so horrified by it that all we can do is laugh and put our head in our hands. But I want you to listen to this audio. But before I play it for you, remember this. Joe Biden has a wife. Jill Biden is her name. Joe Biden has children. So he has family members around him. Joe Biden has a brother. Joe Biden has people who are his family. Now, I want you to imagine something. I want you to picture one of your loved ones not that I want this to happen to any of your loved ones, but sadly age does. But let's let's say one of your loved ones was getting old. Maybe it's your wife or husband, mom, dad, sister, brother. And I want you to picture they had a problem where they would go out in public and oftentimes they would do something physically embarrassing. Maybe they just pee randomly or something. Maybe they just blow their nose in their hand and randomly in public. I don't know. Something something terrible like that. Something, something that's not great. And this is something the person you love did routinely. Routinely. Would you parade that person around Times Square every chance you got? Or would you keep that person in a relatively safe, private restful environment where other people wouldn't look at this person in their deteriorating state and mock them? Well, I already know the answer to your question or to my question. Of course you would protect them, right? I mean, I I think about that with uh, my parents, the the wife, anybody. What if, what if they developed something that was embarrassing like that? What if, what if one of my parents got dementia? It could happen. I mean, God forbid it does, but it can happen. And they couldn't really talk anymore. I routinely forgot where they were. Would I just, would I parade them about the around the park, the the big city park, so everybody can point and laugh, or would I keep them in a calm, restful environment? When I saw Joe Biden embarrass himself yet again today, 
One, yes, I laughed because I'm a two, uh, I'm a terrible person. But two, I really did think to myself, what is wrong with Jill Biden? What is wrong with Hunter Biden? I realize that's a long list. What is wrong with the people who love this man? I, I, I would, I would guess, love this man, treasure this man. This is look. So setting all politics aside, this is the patriarch of the family. This is the husband. This is the father. He's not embarrassing himself in front of the city park routinely in front of the entire planet. He's doing stuff like this. One of the reasons why I decided to talk about the need to deal with uh, um, uh, uh, the, uh, the operation and the gouging that occurs in some of the pricing of beef and chicken and other things is that uh, that's why I think I indica- that's why I indicated to you we're going to look at whether or not uh, there's a violation of, of antitrust laws and what they're doing. So there's a lot to look at. But the bottom line is that I think uh, that uh, and anyone who would prefer as bad as things are in terms of prices helping hurting families now trade this Thanksgiving for last Thanksgiving. Oh, well, that clears it up. I, I know this is the part where, where we laugh, and you probably are laughing, and I'll be honest, I'm snickering inside too. But honestly, all politics aside, Democrat, Republican, communist, nationalist, libertarian, socialist, whatever you consider yourself, set all that stuff aside. As a human being, how can you sit by and watch your spouse or father or mother or anybody do that in front of the whole world it's a, look i wouldn't want somebody i loved to be embarrassed in front of one person in front of one person and look if you're married undoubtedly your spouse has done something embarrassing and i don't mean i don't mean you know farted too loud or something like that i mean genuinely embarrassing did you run and parade it around the world of course you didn't quiet and private billions of people billions with a b are watching this man embarrass himself like this what is wrong with the people who claim to be his family who claim to love him what is wrong with them finally as you keep hearing me say and i apologize building out our climate infrastructure can and should help drive a sustainable economic recovery from the first meeting we had, I kept I know I apologize for the repetition. But I look at climate and, and dealing with climate change, and I see jobs, good jobs, economic development, and movement. That's what I see. And finally, you keep hearing me say it, but uh, um, uh, building out the climate and, and infrastructure should drive sustainable economic recovery. Joe Biden can't talk. He's the president of the United States of America. He's at such an advanced stage of whatever he has, he can't complete sentences. I routinely play Joe Biden's uh, uh, bites on this show, and I'm laughing. I know you're laughing. We played it for you last night. They're laughing on newscasts in Australia. They're making fun of him in Germany. Who knows what they're saying about him inside of China and Russia 
Can you even imagine what they're saying about him? And yeah, it's not like I have any love for Joe Biden. I can't stand the guy in his scumbag politics. But you're his wife. Do you love being first lady that much? Look, look, maybe you do. Maybe life is good as first lady. I'm sure it is good. I'm sure you got a team of lackeys around you. Go grab me a cheeseburger or whatever. You know, she's a woman, so she probably doesn't eat those. But you understand what I mean. Driven everywhere, secret service protection, flying on fancy planes, hanging out with fancy people. Maybe, maybe that's worth it to her. And I know that's kind of a weird way to start out when we have this big election in Virginia and, and, and there's one in New York and everything else. I know that's a weird way to start out the show. But I just watched it right before I came on. And I'll tell you, man, it floors me. Floors me. I wouldn't want my dad. I mean, let's talk about Hunter. He's lived his entire life as a huge screw up. He only even is probably above ground, let alone out of jail because of his father. And Hunter Biden doesn't want to step in and say, no, dad, this is enough. No, he's 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 retiring. He's resigning. We're going to get him some rest and some care somewhere. If my dad was embarrassing himself in front of one person, I would step in. And you can say, oh, but the DNC or his advisors wouldn't let him. Who would tell you not to protect your dad? You tell, I, I, I would love an advisor or the DNC or a billionaire or anywhere else to come tell me don't protect my dad. No, 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 no. Y'all can go do what with yourselves? That's my dad. He's resigning today. We're going to go get him some care because you're not going to laugh at my dad anymore. I don't know. I don't. Maybe I'm old-fashioned. I don't know. I, I, can, I couldn't comprehend watching a family member conduct themselves this way and be mocked in front of the entire planet. Gosh, that's crazy to me. All right. We have a great show for you tonight. We're going to talk about Virginia, Southwest, a bunch of other cool stuff. But the e- I want to talk about something really briefly here. I get email after email after email and phone call after phone call from parents asking, what can I teach my kids? What can I give my kids to read? I'm worried about my kids. Jesse, what do you read? What do you read? What do you read to your kids? I read Tuttle Twins books to my kids. Tuttle Twins. It's a fictional book series. It's good for toddlers. They have different age ranges in their books, all the way up to teenagers. One, they're actually well-written and entertaining. Your kid will enjoy them. Two, they teach your kids about communism, entrepreneurship, property rights, free markets. They teach your kids about the golden rule. All the values you want your kids learning, they're in these Tuttle Twins books, and they're entertaining. Your kids will enjoy them. Go to TuttleTwinsJesse.com and you get 35% off. This is what you give to your children and yourself, frankly. TuttleTwinsJesse.com, that gets you 35% off. I've got an animal inside of me. This is Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is. The Jesse Kelly Show. I told you it was going to be a good night tonight. Guess who we have coming up an hour and 10 minutes from now? You've heard of Tunnel to Towers, right? Not that that would mean anything to you in particular, but you've heard of Tunnel to Towers, incredible organization, paying off mortgages for Gold Star families. 
We have, well, just buckle up for this one about an hour and 10 minutes from now, okay? Now, let's discuss Virginia. We cannot avoid this subject, nor do I want to, but let's let's just discuss what the actual stakes are in Virginia. We've been talking about this all week. Let's go over it again. doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter if you're in New York. It doesn't matter if you're in California. It doesn't matter if you're in Montana, Texas, or anywhere else. What's happening tonight is very, very, very important. Very important. Because it's going to determine the policies your particular area or the federal government as a whole pursue for the next year. Politicians love being politicians. Let's just start there. Let's start at the most base level. Politicians love it. And why do they love it? Lots of times people have a hard time figuring this out. Why would you love it? I always thought it was curious too. I mean, you have to go around asking people for money. That sounds awful. You have to get screamed at by people. Who would enjoy that? The travel too. And I realize these people fly first class and stuff like that, but you have to fly from I mean, think about the people in Alaska. You have to fly from Alaska to Washington, D.C.? That sucks. Who would want to be a politician? But here's the truth of it. Being a politician, it gives you access to the things rich people have access to without having to actually accomplish anything like rich people did. That's why people love being a politician. And... I don't know your lot in life, but do you like a steak? I love steak. Now, granted, we don't eat a lot of it. I'm not made of money, but whenever I have one, I love a steak. Last time I had to go to New York, uh, the, the, the radio suits took me out for a steak dinner. And I, I know I'm a little bit white trash. That felt pretty cool, right? Took me out for a steak dinner. Well, I, I got to order a steak. I even got a side of mac and cheese. It was awesome. It was awesome. Politicians get to live like that without actually doing anything. They get to fly on private planes. They get people, ah, can I take a selfie with you? They get some dime running up to them in the airport. Oh, I love you. My name's Cinnamon. Can I take a picture with you, Senator? They love it. You get the things rich people get without actually having to become rich yourself. So politicians love being politicians, and they want to stay politicians. And because they want to stay politicians— They're always eyeballing trends in the country and eyeballing that next election. Always, without question. Right now, there's an election in Virginia. A big one. It matters for this reason. We have a midterm election coming up in 2024. We have a gigantic infrastructure bill going through Congress. We have a gigantic spending bill. They're calling it a reconciliation bill trying to get through Congress. We have all these Democrats from pretty purple areas who know they can lose a seat. Virginia is a reliably, reliably blue state. Forget all this purple state fancy pants stuff. That's that's a total lie. That's that's living in a world of make-believe. Virginia is a blue state, solidly blue. If Virginia actually goes to Yunkin tonight or is even extremely close, you're going to see Democrats in New York, California, Montana, Mississippi, everywhere across the country 
you're going to see them sit up and take notice. And they're going to take notice of a couple things. One, they're going to realize Joe Biden is unpopular. Two, they're going to realize possibly they've taken this white hate politics way too far. So how did education become the number one issue, Larry? Because one of the candidates decided it was his ticket to the governor's mansion, and he may well be right. The operative word is not critical, and it's not theory. It's race. Race. That is what matters, and that's why it sticks. There's a lot of, we can call it white backlash, white resistance, uh, whatever you want to call it. It has to do with race. And so we live in a post-factual era anyway, Chris. This is a post-factual era. It doesn't matter that it isn't taught in Virginia schools. It's this generalized attitude that whites are being put upon, and we've got to do something about it, we being white voters. The race card can only take you so far, and these people are starting to get nervous that that's not going to work anymore. And Terry McAuliffe in Virginia, I mean, you've seen Democrats across the country talk about this, by the way. They talk about it endlessly. From Biden to Cuomo to Newsom de Blasio, that idiot talks about it all the time. The, the grievance politics always picking at that scab and picking at that scab and picking at that scab. This has been something they've decided to ride hard. What if Virginia, what if Virginia actually rejects that kind of politics tonight? And Chris, don't give me that look next time I say ride hard. I know you wanted me to make a Kamala joke there, and this is a family show, and I'm not going to do it. It's not funny. All right? It's not funny at all. It's enough. But look, the critical race theory, white people are inherently evil thing you hear absolutely everywhere. They thought that was going to be a thing that was going to catch on, and it just didn't. My question is, why is an issue like critical race theory being taught in schools? It's not. (laughs) But people are out of their minds. Wouldn't it just be easier if everybody said, okay, we weren't teaching it and we will continue not to teach it? Yeah. (laughs) Well, but they want to teach it. Nobody wants to teach critical oh. race theory. It's 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 college level conversation. It's law school. That's law school. Right, right. Stuff. It's That's not a thing. Whenever I hear this type of rhetoric from these people, it's a big distraction. It's a major distraction. And the reason they're neck and neck is because the Democrats do not do this, their thing as, as strong as the distraction. So I wish that people would not be fooled by these culture war mm-hmm. BS But it's not speeches. necessarily. Culture war BS. The communist does something so, so well. He's so good at it. We'll talk about that. In just a second. I love the music and I love to see the crowd. And if your dreams are time, you can get It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And just a reminder get out there and vote today. Go vote. I don't care if you think it's hopeless, if you think you have no chance, if you think it's all rigged. I don't care what you think. We are finished if that becomes the regular attitude. Get up and go vote. Go vote. Vote early and often, Chris. No, I'm kidding. It's fine, Chris. I was joking about that. We aren't going to break any laws. In all seriousness, go vote, though. Go vote. And don't let any of these people dissuade you. You have no chance. It's... 
Get up and go vote today. We'll get to what the communist does so well. I teased it here briefly about the culture war stuff. So I'll get I'll get back to that in just a second. And we'll take some phone calls tonight, 877-377-4373. I want to remind everyone once again, last night, as you heard, phone calls got cut off. I took I took two phone calls. I hung up on both of them and I shut down the phone lines. I actually texted the phone screener and said, go home for the night. We're done. We're done. I will do that again tonight and every other night for this, for the remainder of the time this show is allowed to be on the air until we get it right. So let's cover this again. One, no small talk. None. Zero. This is what you hear. It's driven me nuts my entire life. This is what you hear on every radio show in the country. Oh, hi, Jesse. Oh, hi, Bob. Jesse, I'm a huge fan of the show. I love it. Thanks, Bob. I really appreciate it. Man, Jesse, I can't believe I'm getting to talk to you. I know. That's pretty cool. But okay, everybody's ready to jam a pencil into their ears and just end the eardrum madness. No small talk. When I get to you, if I say Bob and Staten Island, go. You go. Now, let's talk about the go part because this is what we really struggled with last night. To be honest... Everyone's doing pretty good about the small talk. They know that's that's a no-go. This next part, though, is going to be a struggle. And I'm just going to level with you one-on-one here. I understand sometimes this can be difficult. And I understand if you do get on the air, it can be a little nerve-wracking. And it can be maybe just a little exciting. And you have a lot to say. But I need you to hear me here because... Your ability to finish your phone call, it hinges on this. It is everything. Get to the point immediately, right to the point. If I go to you and it begins like it did last night, I was at the mall on Sunday and we were walking by the Orange Julius and I turned to my sister, hanging up. 877-377-4373. 877-377-4373. Get to the point. Now, I'm going to get to what communists do so much better in a second, but I did promise you this. You know what airdrop is? For those who don't know, I don't know if they have it on all these smartphones, but on my phone, mine has something called airdrop. Now, what that means is, I have a, what is this? It's an iPhone. I have an iPhone. What it means is any other iPhone in the vicinity that is on at the time or or the guys looking at the, at the phone at the time, anyone in the vicinity, you can send them anything, a picture of something. I'm assuming just a picture, but maybe you can do more, but you can send them anything. And when I say send them, you just boop, just hit it and just send them whatever you want. You don't have to know this person. Now, there are great advantages to this, and there are great disadvantages to this. One of the huge advantages to this is you can embarrass your wife. It was four, five, six months ago. The wife and I were going out to a movie, and we decided we were doing the dinner in a movie thing. And we walk in this restaurant we love. It's right across the street from the movie theaters. We're just walking around. We decide we're going to sit at the bar. Sometimes it's just fun to sit at the bar, have a beer, watch the game, talk and eat. We're sitting at the bar and we're eating. And 
She, of course, because she's a woman, has to take a selfie of us. Ah, can we get a picture? You know how they are. You know how they are. So, boom, we take the selfie. She sends me the picture. I open up the picture, and I see, I see there are four or five other people in the restaurant I can airdrop our selfie to. And I just tell her, oh, I'm doing it. And she says, no, don't you dare. And I'm like, oh, I'm doing it. Beep, 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 beep. And I just send it off to everybody. <laughs> and all of a sudden, people start dying laughing. This lady across the bar looks down at her phone. You can see her doing it. And then she looks up at us and just dies. She's just dying with laughter. It was the greatest thing ever. But, but, there is a negative part of this. What is that negative part? Yesterday, in order to prepare for the show, I know you understand this by now, I don't do a lot of preparation for the show, but Chris will send me a, an email with all the major headlines of the day. Now, I normally know a lot of these by the time Chris gets to it, but it's just making sure I don't forget anything. Not that, not that a huge brain like mine ever would, but Chris, but I, just making sure I don't forget anything. Sends me an email with all these different topics. I then just click on the headline on my phone and send it to Michael. Michael's the assistant producer around here. Send it to Michael so he can print me off the article and maybe get me some audio with it, whatever. So it's just, that's the system. Chris sends me the list. I just send whatever I want to Michael, and Michael gets it done. And because I text Michael so much, because I'm always texting him audio and, and articles and things like that, Michael is actually the first one in my text suggestions when I click on an article. Yesterday, all right, you know what? Pa pause there real, real briefly. Pause there real briefly. There's somebody who works in our studio here who is going to remain nameless. He doesn't work on my show. There's a bunch of radio shows here. And he's a lot. He's a lot to deal with. And he's, he's a big fan of the show. And I mean a big, big fan of the show. The kind of guy, if I'm being, if I'm being totally frank with you right now, the kind of guy, when I see him down the end of the hall, if I can do it without him seeing me do it, I will kind of turn around and walk the other way and just kind of loop around because I know, I know he's going to pin me down and try to talk to me for 15 minutes if I actually get a hold of him. And, and get this, he got a hold of my cell number from someone else, got a hold of my cell phone number. And has texted me several times. Never has gotten a response, ever. That plays a part in our story here. Now let's rewind back to the whole texting articles thing. Yesterday, I'm in a hurry. I'm in the middle of doing TV and radio interviews. I'm a very important celebrity, Chris. I'm a hugely important person. I'm a very important person. Anyway, I'm in the middle of doing a bunch of stuff. I'm kidding. I was just I was busy. I was doing a bunch of stuff. Trying to send Michael articles to print in between. I'm in a hurry. I'm walking down the hall. I see an article I like. I click on it, and I go to press Michael's name so I will text it to him, and right then, this person who I avoid like the plague, his name pops up on airdrop, and I, right as my thumb was going down, I airdrop him this political article. It, I, I might as well have thrown a bleeding fish in front of a shark. In that moment, he thought, my dreams have come true. Jesse Kelly 
wants to talk to me about politics. I kid you not, eight text messages later, I just turned off my phone. I just shut it down for the rest of the day. No, I don't mean eight back and forth. I mean eight from him. Comments on the article I sent. Airdrop could be a blessing. It could be a curse. All right, back to what we were talking about. The communists and the culture wars. You see this all over the place. You see it all. You've seen it all over this New York race. Seeing it all over the Virginia race. You're seeing it everywhere. The communists do something so well when it comes to culture wars, and we don't. And we'll talk about that in just a second. But you know it's unsafe out there right now. You, you don't need me to tell you that. You open up the newspaper and you can see that. What do you have to protect yourself with? Is it just your cell phone? I've been talking to you about the delayed times before the cops get there. Is it just your cell phone? Get a hero gun. It shoots projectiles 100 miles per hour. Pepperball projectiles. And when they explode, it's debilitating for the person after you. Don't just get one for yourself. Get one for your spouse. Get get one for your loved ones. It's only about the size of a cell phone. It's cake to use. It has a laser sight on it. You don't need a concealed carry permit for it. It's already saving lives. Saving lives. And you can save cash, too. Go to Hero2020.com. That's Hero2020.com. Use the code JESSE. Again, the code is JESSE. That gets you your discount. And remember, state restrictions may apply. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. Um, Jen Epstein, Wall Street Journal. I mean, excuse me. I beg your pardon. Bloomberg. I hope I, 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 I got it. I got it. Thank you. Especially since my granddaughter works for you guys uh, in a different circumstance. So I, I got it. I'm in trouble. Well, I'm going to have to. <laughs> Look, it's back to what I said at the beginning of the show. Who lets a loved one do this repeatedly on the world stage? It blows me away. All right, 877-377-4373. I'm going to get to the calls in a second. I'm going to get to what what the communists do better than we do about the cultural stuff in just a second. But again, 877-377-4373. No small talk. Get to the point. Those are the rules. Now, I played you a little bit before about them saying, oh, the, the cultural issues, the right, just the, they focus on these cultural issues. And we played you Obama last week when he said these cultural issues, this stupid culture war stuff. They're so good about pretending their insanity is simply the norm and you're playing politics if you reject it. They're so good about that. So good about that. They, they're, they're masterful at it. Absolutely masterful at it. So how did education become the number one issue, Larry? Because one of the candidates decided it was his ticket to the governor's mansion, and he may well be right. The operative word is not critical, and it's not theory. It's race. Race. That is what matters, and that's why it sticks. There's a lot of, we can call it white backlash, white resistance, uh, whatever you want to call it. It has to do with race. And so we live in a post-factual era anyway, Chris. This is a post-factual era. It doesn't matter that it isn't taught in Virginia schools. 
It's just- th- they know there's a chance they lose an election in Virginia tonight because they lost the culture war, and they're going to spend the next few days, even if it's just close, pretending like they never got involved in it. Because to the communist, they look at your kids and think, wow, that kid should be raised by me. I should teach that child to hate himself and his country. Then he'll join my communist revolution to destroy America. And the second you step in and say no, they step back and say, what? These culture wars are ridiculous. Never let them get to you. And remember this, whenever they're upset about something, Whenever they're upset about something like the right fighting culture wars. Now you've seen them bring it up a bunch now. Whenever they're upset about something, that's when you know it's working. Keep doing it. Whatever the communist hates, feed it to him. Time and time and time again. Waterboard him with it. They don't want you involved in culture wars. They want you to think the road. It should just be about, just talk about taxes, guys. Let's just talk about taxes. No. Wade into critical race theory. Run for school board. Talk about all this LGBTQ madness they're dumping on your kids, sexualizing young kids. Wade into it. They're the crazy freaks. You're the normal one. Don't let them make you feel like a crazy freak. They've done it well for a while. It's time for us to do it. All right. Tom in New York. Go, boss. How you doing, Jesse? Eric in Edgewater, New Jersey. Go, Eric. I've got a message for all the voters out there, especially in New Jersey. If you haven't gotten out to vote, get up, get out there. If you think your vote doesn't count, it does. Only a few thousand people make the, the difference. And if you don't know why you should vote, here's another bit of wisdom. Always vote out the incumbent. Rotate people through government. It's the power we were given to limit the terms. Okay? I'll stop you when you're wrong. Great phone call. And listen, let me pause on this for just a moment because I'm looking at an email here. This email says, we saw it in the 2020 election. We'll see 130,000 votes come from nowhere. He's talking about the New York race, Republican races, Virginia races, all these other things. I will tell you again what I said last night. There are two things that are both true. They're both true. One, Democrats are going to cheat as much as humanly possible in every single election ever. Anybody who's ever been part of politics in one of these big city machines, like New York, Chicago, something like that, they will tell you Democrats cheat all the time. The reason they tried to pass a federal bill to make mail-in voting just universal for everyone is so they could cheat. Yes, Democrats are going to cheat. They have cheated. They're going to cheat in the future. We must do everything we can to stop them from cheating. That's truth number one. But there is a truth number two. And that truth number two is this. Get your butt out and vote. Jersey, New York, Virginia, they've all got elections. If you're the guy sitting at home saying, ah, they're all rigged, I'm not voting, you've already doomed us. That attitude is the dumbest, most suicidal thing I've ever seen catch on in the right. Ah, they're rigged, I'm not voting. 
That's insane. That's handing over the country to these people at a time when they're as crazy as ever. As crazy as ever. All right? Jason in Oregon. Go, boss. With uh, how much people are just angry at the government and how many people don't believe that the uh, election was fair, do you believe that we're on a path to another civil war or uh, another American revolution, or is there still time for us to heal as a country? No, there's no time for us to heal as a country. I know I'm supposed to come on here and say that, oh, of course we can always come back for this. No, 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 no. There is absolutely no coming back from this now. And the reasons for that are going to take me a minute to lay out. But no, as a nation, all of us, we're never coming back together again, ever. We're two, we're two different countries now. Two completely different countries. It's taken the left years and years, decades really. It's taken them decades until they could get to a place where they now control all the cultural institutions. Do you understand the left controls half the churches in this country? Half the churches up there preaching that cultural Marxist garbage. They have it all. So they're not in a position where they're going to give that back. And it's creating something else. I will explain and then I'll take more phone calls in just a second. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and yes, I, I am going to get to the phone calls as I promised. And don't forget, we have someone from Tunnel to Towers in about 25 minutes. That's going to be cool. I'm going to be back in Washington, D.C. next week. Tunnel to Towers has a big event where they read the names of every single every single person who died in Iraq and Afghanistan, and I get to go read some of those names, so that's going to be stinking cool. That'll be on Veterans Day. Don't worry, don't worry. I'm already in talk with all the fancy suits at this radio company. They're going to line up a place so I can do the world-famous Jesse Kelly show from back in that dump, Chris. <laughs> I'll be out of there as fast as possible. But back to what, what we were talking about, some guy called and he said, are we too far gone? Can there be a national healing? <clears throat> The, the, there's good news and bad news, so hang on. I'm going to get to the good news. The bad news is no, there will absolutely not be any national healing. There will not be. You are dealing with full-blown committed communists. They are as committed to destroying this country, if not more committed, than you are to saving it and improving it and preserving it. They eat, sleep, and breathe it. That's, that's, that's what they live for. That's what happens when you spend 50, 60, 70 years educating an entire population that their country sucks. I, I've used this example before. Don't worry, there's good news coming. Just hang with me. I've used this example before. If we have a tribe, this is just a village somewhere. It's just our little tribe. We'd call it something like the Jesse Kelly tribe or something like that. What, Chris? We'd call it the Jesse Kelly tribe. And there are 100 people in the tribe. And we're doing things tribes do, right? Raising animals, hunting food, growing food. If every single day, 90 people in that tribe wake up and they love their tribe. They just have a love for the tribe. They think it's a cool place, cool society. In the long run, it's going to be a great tribe. It's only going to improve. Why? Because we little decisions they make throughout every single day are going to be with that frame of mind. I love the tribe. 
yeah, I could walk by that fence that's a little broken, but gosh, this is such a cool tribe. Let me fix that up so none of the cattle get out. Oh, you know, I could go back and sit down and just chill for a little bit, but oh, you know what? I see we're still harvesting. Let me go over there. Let me make sure the tribe is still doing what, which just creates a different motivation level in you. But, but on the flip side, if 90 people wake up in that tribe every single day and they hate it and they think it's evil, they think it's a bad tribe. That tribe simply doesn't have long, much longer to be around because you're going to walk by that fence and you're not going to help do this. You're not going to help do that. In fact, if you hate it enough, you may go wreck the fence yourself. That's where we're at with about half the country. So no, there won't be any reconciliation nationally. That's the bad news. The good news is this. You are not near as much of a minority in this society as you think you are. And people who are stuck in blue areas can get trapped in that. If you're in New Jersey, New York, if you're in St. Louis, if you're in California, if you're, I know the show's on Nationwide, if you're in one of these places, you're in a unique danger of feeling like, like you're alone. Uh, there's not, there are not many of us. We have no power. There are tens of millions of people who think just like you in this country We can still have fantastic lives, build our own communities here, and yeah, we're going to get a national divorce eventually, but believe me, it can get awesome here. It can, because there are a lot of people who love this place, a lot of them. All right, Wayne, Virginia, go boss. Hey, man, three things. First, voted for Yunkin this morning, cleaning house in the Commonwealth. My man. Number two, what, what say the Oracle about people throwing trash across the fence in, in de Blasio's yard? <laughs> and number three, thanks for representing those of us who still have a set. Keep the faith, brother. Thank you. Be good, my man. Now, that's a phone call right there. Right to the point. Had three things to say. Boom, boom, boom. Gone. That's a phone call. Let it be a lesson to all of you. Oh, and I hadn't heard about people dumping trash in Bill de Blasio's lawn. I'm actually pretty positive that's a crime. I I think that may be a crime, and it's actually against the law for me to encourage any criminal behavior on this show. And so you're never going to see me encourage anything like that behind this microphone, and you're definitely not going to see me laugh about it when we go to commercial break. Spencer in Texas, go. Okay, all these states could pass all the voter laws they want. They won't make any difference. Two things. It was last year the voter observers, the Republicans, were blocked. You get about 100, 200 ex-Marines, police, beefy guys, whatever, and they accompany the poll watchers to this place. You fight fire with fire. When they try to block us, these beefy guys say, excuse me, you must be mistaken. Number two, voting machines, Dominion. You change 100 votes to 100,000 votes. Oh, McAuliffe only got 100 votes. Let's make it 100,000. The only way you defeat that, it's James Bond stuff, but Democrats do James Bond stuff all the time. You walk into the polling place with a super magnet. You erase the program. It kills the machines. They have to go to paper ballots. Once they go to paper ballots, they can't cheat so easy. You fight fire with fire. Uh, I want a super magnet. You know what? I think I would have been a good James Bond. No, hear me out, Chris. Hear me out. Hear me out. 
I understand I would have to have a British accent. I think I could pull that off. You know, cheerio. You know, that was pretty good. Or was that more was that more Australian? But tell me I couldn't be a good James Bond. You could say I'd be a little too tall to be a spy, but but I've always had a fascination with gadgets. They may have to make the sports cars he drives a little bit bigger because I don't actually fit in any of the sports cars, but I think I would have been an outstanding James Bond. Outstanding. Mike in St. Louis, go. Love Trump. Owners got his flags, got his hats, got his calendar, got it all. He cannot run in 2024. We have to win. The only way we're going to win is Ron DeSantis has got to win for us. It's the only chance we have. They will make sure Trump cannot lose. They'll cheat. They'll do whatever they have to do. All right. I don't hate that, and I don't. I don't blame anybody who who doesn't want Trump to want to run. I've been honest about where I sit on all this. I, I've been very honest about it. I think Trump was an outstanding president, one of the best of my lifetime. Thought he was just beyond outstanding. His regulatory policy was great. Foreign policy was the best I've ever seen in my entire life. He was just dynamite. He was, however, the worst president I've ever seen. When it comes to personnel choices, hiring and firing, you, you cannot excuse it. There is no way to talk around it. He was unspeakably bad. Because of that, I think it's time to chart a new course. But if it turns out to be Trump, I'm certainly not going to complain. I, I mean, if it's President Trump again, dude, I enjoyed life under President Trump, especially the way he made these people crazy. But I will caution everyone on this real quick just to address address what this guy just said. Uh, Trump's going to drive him crazy. They're going to go after him. We have to steal ourselves for for a different future than we've been used to. I know you're used to Republican presidents getting trashed by the media. That's not new. That's not news. That's 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 life. That's standard part of life. Going forward, any Republican, whether his name is Donald Trump, Donald Trump Jr., Ron DeSantis, Ted Cruz, I, I don't care who they are. Any Republican who challenges the status quo, who challenges the system, will be met with equal, if not more, resistance than Trump got. The, the resistance doesn't go down. There's, there's, a, there's a way of thinking out there that Trump caught the kind of flack he caught because of his mannerisms, because Trump's more bombastic and more in your face. No, 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 no. Trump caught the flack he caught because we are at a place in time where the system thinks they are in total control and Trump was this shock to the system that maybe they don't have everything locked down just yet. That prompted Trump to push back even harder and the system decided to go all in to do anything to remove what they viewed as this cancer stopping them from their final goal. I'm not trying to bring you down. I am trying to bring it home, though. If that's Ron DeSantis, and if the system views Ron DeSantis as being as or more dangerous than Donald Trump, the system is going to treat Ron DeSantis as bad or worse than they treated Trump. Or Ted Cruz, or Pence, or or Pompeo, or whoever, whoever. Pick your Republican. I don't care who they are. If the system isn't attacking them and trying to destroy every single every single thing about them, that Republican is probably useless. 
I have I have said this before, and I mean it. If the next Republican isn't getting impeached in the first year, the next Republican's on their side. Remember that. All right. You're not going to believe what I heard on whoo, CBS. We're going to go over that in just a second. I'll play it for you. But have you gotten your MyPillow Giza Dream Sheets yet? Have you gotten your Giza Dream Sheets yet? Because I want to encourage you that they are a limited time only. And I know everyone knows about the Giza Dream Sheets. Giza's the world's best cotton. You've, you've probably heard friends by this point in time tell you to go get them. Christmas time is coming. Supply chain problems are coming. I don't think my pillow will go through that. But why not take advantage of a steal now and go to MyPillow.com and get Giza Dream Sheets. Buy one, get one free. Buy one, get one free. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials. They're buy one, get one free. Or maybe you're on the road. That's fine. Call 800-845-0544. Just tell them Jesse told you to call. You get them buy one, get one free. Go enjoy the softest sheets on the planet. Hang on. You're listening to the Oracle. You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. 17 It is the Jesse Kelly Show. We have a very special treat. About 10 minutes from now, we have a gold star widow coming on the line. This is a huge honor for me, so just just hang tight for that one. I enjoy talking to gold star widows as much as humanly possible. Gold star kiddos, gold star parents. Um, That is something that... I've thought about a lot. I, I don't know whether that's just my background or whatnot, but when you think about these wives or these kiddos or husbands now, I realize we've lost women too, and that knock at the door, having gotten that knock at the door, and then knowing, hey, you got to live the rest of your life without dad or mom, that's just that's that's brutal. And so these people feel like we should always be honoring these people, so we're going to talk to a gold star widow here shortly. Now, let's get to a couple emails before I show play this little bit from CBS. Jesse, your tribute to Medal of Honor winners is outstanding. In this day and age when awards and honors are handed out continuously, just look at the entertainment industry alone and medals simply for participation in school sports, well, you get the picture. We all need to recognize real courage and valor and call it out to others whenever we can. You're doing just that many thanks. Uh, let's be clear about this. He's talking about Medal of Honor Monday. We read a Medal of Honor citation every single Monday. That's nothing. I, that's nothing. I'm glad people enjoy it, and we're always going to do it. I'm not doing anything. I'm just printing a piece of paper off, offline and reading it so people can hear it. I, I do encourage people, and I love these emails I get from school teachers and parents. I do encourage people to go get your own Print them off and read them. I remember one teacher said she has her school do projects on these guys and do little bios on them and stuff now. Now, that's really cool. Look, I'm not doing anything. They went out and won the Medal of Honor. I'm sitting here on my butt talking into a microphone. I'm not doing anything. Don't be thanking me for that. Dear Jesse, listening to your silent auction story, uh, just, just a quick recap. Uh, you can go listen to the whole story if you go download yesterday's show on iHeart, Google, Spotify, or iTunes. So I'm not going to go into the details of it. Just know that I ha- had to go to a silent auction with the wife on Friday night, and I put in two different bids. One of the two, getting one of the two 
would have been way more money than I wanted to spend, but it was okay. But I didn't think I was going to get either of them. And it turns out I got both of them. And, and that hurt. You just have to catch the recap on the podcast. Anyway, listening to your silent auction story reminded me of why my wife won multiple items at an auction a few years ago. She put bids in on five items and won four of them. $400 later, we were coming home with new home decorations. <laughs> I'm so mad at myself about doing that at silent auctions, too, because I'm the one who tries to teach my kids about sound money. About not gambling, or, or, or I mean, not not gambling. I, I, I take that back. I'm going to show my sons how to play blackjack, just life survival skill, or throw a 20 on a sports game, I, uh, something within reason, everything within reason. But I'm going to always teach them, don't be an idiot like your dad was. And that there I am, just putting down my stupid name on two silent auction items. I can't believe I spent that kind of money. Gosh, this drives me crazy. All right, Chris, this is... A pediatrician on CBS. And before I play this person, I want you to know when I when I heard this, this is one of those moments. I do have a moment every now and then where it occurred to myself, maybe I've been wrong about something. Or maybe, maybe not wrong. Maybe I've been too harsh. This is a pediatrician on CBS. Listen to this. One of the questions raised was whether every child needs it um, versus if they had COVID in the past. If you're a parent at home, how should you weigh these things? It's a good question. I talk about this all the time. Everything is risk benefit. For us as parents, we don't want anything bad to happen to our kids, right? COVID has bad complications with children. Doesn't have it with all children, but has many. And it also has the complications in this young group of having long-term issues, whether it's having symptoms that last longer than two months, which is the long COVID that people talk about, or developing a very serious life-threatening condition called multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children. That's the rash. Yeah, it's actually, it's where your, your body is inflamed in a very serious way and it can be life-threatening, requires critical care in some kids. That to me as a parent is enough for me to say, you know what, I don't want my kid to get a booger. I don't want my kid to get that. And if I have a choice, I'd rather use this super safe vaccine mm -hmm. to get them back into school and back to their normal life. My body's inflamed, Chris, because I'm so hot. <laughs> you fell for it. <laughs> Should have seen the look on his stupid face when I said my body was inflamed. Anyway, I think sometimes... I can be too harsh. I know that's not exactly news to you, but I think I can be too harsh. I've been very harsh on the American public in general when it comes to buying the lies they're told by the system. What chance does the average person have? I, I'm not talking about you. Again, this is the twenty. This is the year 2021. You could listen to a million things right now. You're choosing to listen to me. I'm not worried about you. I'm not talking about you specifically. You're always going to be on the up and up about the various different news stories and the why, and you're going to dig into things. So I'm not talking about you specifically, but the population as a whole, when I get frustrated with them for buying lies, hook, line, and sinker, I think I need to keep in mind, and maybe you need to hear this too. Maybe you need to keep in mind too. What chance does the average normal citizen have of ever finding out the truth when they wake up in the morning, go to work? Take the kids to school. Come home at night. Just live in a normal life. Maybe baseball practice. Doing whatever they do. And to, in order to get informed about things, they sit down in front of the television for five, ten minutes, and they turn on the TV. And you turn on CBS. I mean, CBS News is huge. It's gigantic. 
You turn on CBS News, and there you have this big shot pediatrician from a children's hospital telling you to give the vaccine to your child for a disease that doesn't affect your child. Almost 0% chance it affects your child. How can normal people withstand that kind of disinformation campaign? Of course they're going to fall for that. Of course they're going to fall for it. So there, that was just a brief 30-second mode of of soft and cuddly Jesse. See how soft I was, Chris? Couldn't have been softer. (laughs) Chris, don't, don't. All right, we're going to talk to a gold star widow. This is going to be an honor for me. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Just want to give everyone a quick heads up as we promised we would on Virginia. Right now, 9% in, 55% Yunkin, 43% McAuliffe. Do not be out there getting your hopes up yet. I'm not trying to dash them, but 9% means nothing. There are all kinds of all kinds of counties, red and blue, that still have to report in. I do want to announce this, though. If you're in Virginia... And you happen to be listening and you're standing in line. I know the polls have closed, but if you're in line, stay in line. If you were in line, you get to vote. Them's the rules. All right. Joining me now, this is an incredible honor for me. Shannon Slutman joins me now. She is with the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. She's an ambassador with Tunnel to Towers. She is also a gold star widow. Shannon Would you do us all the honor of telling us first and foremost, before we get to Tunnels to Tower and everything else, tell us about Christopher. Oh, absolutely. So my husband was, uh, he he was a patriot first and foremost. Uh, He loved his country, and he loved his country so much that he served in the FDNY, uh, the Fire Department of New York. And when he was 30 years old, he decided that he was going to join the United States Marine Corps. And he actually turned 30 in boot camp, which is an amazing feat in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but he loved, he absolutely loved to serve. He was one of those people who just felt like he couldn't do enough. And, you know, there were more people that he could help. Um, you know, he did a tour in Iraq. And then obviously uh, his final tour was in Afghanistan, uh, where he was killed in uh, April of 2019. Shannon, now I was 19 years old when I was in Marine Corps boot camp, and that was a little <laughs> bit challenging at 19. At 30, I, I have to imagine that was a bit more to even take on, even though I'm sure he was a fit firefighter. What kind of man chooses that much service? What 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 made him tick? Why? Why be that way? When you could it would be so easy to just be mediocre and do nothing. It would have been so much easier on all of us if he was mediocre, but that wouldn't have been him. Um, he was, you know, he was just the kind of person that you would want your, your daughter to marry. He had integrity. He um, had love of country, love of family, love of God. I mean, he was just everything a man is supposed to be. Um, I, was, I was quite blessed to have found him. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so tell me— I, I'm. I'm not going to ask you to relive any of the immediate aftermath, but Tunnel to Towers, they do incredible work, but a lot of people hearing the sound of my voice in your voice right now have no idea what Tunnel to Towers is. What are they and what they do for you? 
So Tunnel to Towers is a foundation that was started 20 years ago when uh, Stephen Saylor, who was an FDNY firefighter, um, was when 9-11 occurred, he was off duty. He ran through the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel with all of his gear strapped to his back. And unfortunately, we lost him on 9-11. And the foundation was born of out of um, you know, the family's grief and their desire to do good. So what it has developed into is this organization that helps um, the wives or the families of um, fallen, our fallen military, our fallen first responders, and our catastrophically injured veterans and first responders. They've since changed it to also allow um, us to pay off the mortgages of people that are um, catastrophically injured uh, first responders also. So they step in and they pay off our mortgages so that, you know, it's one less thing that, you know, families that are raising small children have to deal with. Yeah, I, 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 that is one of those things. I Again, I don't want to make you relive it, but I do want to ask, on top of the horrible crushing loss of having your partner for life gone, and kids have to go through having their their father gone forever. Financially, that has to hit you at some point in time of, oh my goodness, am I going to get kicked out of my home? What am I going to do for money? That has to be something that hits you fairly early, I would assume. In, in our situation, we were quite blessed because I do work, and my husband and I did all the right things. We We made sure that we were okay financially, but I'm not the norm. I'm actually kind of an old widow <laughs> because I'm in my 40s. Most Gold Star widows are in their early 20s, and they've moved oh. around so many times that they have not held steady employment. So in those situations especially, it is critical that Tunnel to Towers steps in and provides a stable home for the, you know, the children and the families of the fallen, um, you know, our fallen men and women in the military. So it is, it is critical for them because, you know, as we know, there aren't, there are benefits, but there are not a lot of benefits that come from, you know, losing your loved one in the military. No. Uh, speaking with Shannon Slutman, she's a gold star widow. She's with Tunnel to Towers. Now, if, do I have this right? You're running the New York City Marathon on November 7th. What is wrong with you? Who runs 26 <laughs> miles on purpose? So my, my battle buddy, um, who is an FDNY widow, um, she lost her husband four months after me, sent me a text and said in August, and she said, do you want to do the marathon with me? <laughs> I said, well, that depends. How fast are we running? And she, you know, we both just wanted to go for the experience. With both of us having you know, husbands that worked in the city, it was something that was special to us. And then knowing that we could do it and raise money for the Tunnel to Showers Foundation, just made it that much more memorable. So so far, we're we're knocking on twenty thousand um, dollars between the two of us, and we're hoping to be able to raise more before Sunday. Okay, I I would venture to guess, and I'm sorry I didn't ask you about this before the show, so this is a bit unprepared. I'm sorry if you don't have a website <laughs> or something, but I would venture to guess there's probably one or two people out there who would like to support this effort to for your marathon run to support a cause like Tunnel to Towers, if, if, if such a person were to exist, where would they go? <laughs> so um, probably the easiest thing to do is to look for Shannon Slutman on um, Facebook. And I have our fundraising page, and we also have a couple T-shirts that we're selling that all the proceeds go to Tunnel to Towers. 
that are tagged right there on my page. So they're welcome to go there. Their other option, too, is if you just want to support the foundation, they can go to the foundation's website, which is t2t.org, and they can pledge their $11 a month and continue to support the foundation every month. Shannon, Semper Fi, and we appreciate you more than you will ever possibly know. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Fire Department, New York, to Marine Corps? Man, I wish I'd have been able to meet that guy. I wish I'd have been able to meet that guy. What a stud, man. What a stud. Gosh, that is freaking inspirational. You know, I'm, I'm as guilty of this as anyone else. I, I'm staring right now at 15 headlines, and it's all crap, right? And even when I come back, we're going to obviously have fun, and we're going to joke some more, and I'll take some more phone calls, 877-377-4373. Phone calls have been outstanding tonight, so I'll take some calls. We'll talk about all the issues and joke, but we say things sometimes like, where have all the good men gone? Where have all the heroes gone? Why don't they make men like that anymore? They do. They do. Remember, yeah, we're living in a pretty rough time in our country. Our society's on the decline. There's no question about that. But there are only a couple heroes at any given moment in a crowd. If everyone was a hero, we wouldn't call them heroes. They'd just be normal people. But they're not. And there are people out there like that who exist. People like Christopher Slutman. I think that is so awesome. And I think uh, any foundation, Tunnel to Towers, I'm going to start partnering with them. I think any foundation that steps in at that moment, the moment that I've thought about a lot, I already brought that up, to help a widow, to to help kids, man, I'm in. Got me in. All right. 877-377-4373. You can also email the show, anything you want, your love, your hate, your death threats. Everything's welcome. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. Keep in mind, all your emails go right to Chris. He prints them out for me. I read every single one. I'll never respond to you. I'm way too rude and I'm way too busy, but I do read them if you send them. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. All right. We have, after all that good news, this may be the darkest news I've ever shared on the show. And I'll tell you what that is in just a moment, but... You know Eden Pure Thunderstorm takes all the odor out of your air? And you may be thinking something right now. Oh, Jesse, I just wanted it for the allergies. My house doesn't stink. No, hear me out. I have a clean house. Thanks to the wife, I have a clean house. Your home acquires smells over time no matter how clean it is. Cooking, humans, pets, whatever the case may be, chemicals, paint. Your home acquires smells. You don't realize it because you live there. Buy an Eden Pure Thunderstorm and plug it in. Walk out of the room and come back in two hours. You'll feel like you just stepped into some mountaintop in the wilderness somewhere. That's what it's like. I own three of them in my room, boys' room, and my living room. And you can own three right now, too. If you go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the code JESSE3, that's Jesse and the number three, you save $200. You get three of them for under 200 bucks. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE3. The Jesse Kelly Show. On air and online at jessekellyshow.com. He was looking for the place called Lee 
It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And before I get to whew, the darkest news I have ever shared on this show before, I do want to give a shout out to the great conservative talk ABQ in Albuquerque. Brand new affiliate. Shout out to Michelle Garcia and everyone down there. Albuquerque, you know we used to go bid construction projects in Albuquerque. Did I ever tell you that? My old man and I would have to fly down there. Uh, and that was my first introduction. Albuquerque, New Mexico was my first introduction to Papado's Seafood Kitchen. And right now there are so many people saying, what? What does this have to do with anything? P-A-P-P-A-D-E-A-U-X. It's a Cajun thing. Papado's Seafood Kitchen. They're, look, they're not like show sponsor or something like that. Don't ever drive by one. And I will always be grateful to Albuquerque. Because I proceeded to eat there pretty much every meal for the rest of my time in the town. So shout out to Albuquerque. Now, whew, this is dark, but I want everyone to know, man, this is hard. This is actually difficult to get out right now. I have to announce that we have officially entered the season will you, where you will begin to hear a lot of this. Cut it off. Cut it off. And don't don't move your head to that music again. Sadly, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is back in our lives like an unholy plague. Just consuming all that is good and right with the world. That's the bad news. The good news is I told you I'd keep you abreast of the situation, and I will. Out of Virginia. We're all looking at Virginia right now. Everybody is, because Virginia is a huge indicator for the country. The good news is this. Yunkin is still up. What are the latest numbers? How many in? 52 to 46, Glenn Yunkin with 29% in. Okay, so that's the good news. The bad news is, is this. You know how I said Northern Virginia, that was the communist part? It's funny, everyone thinks of Virginia as blue now, and overall it is, but the rural parts of Virginia, it may be the most blood-red area of the country. And I'm talking salt, like the best people in the world. But the northern part, let's focus on that for a moment. Fairfax County is right up there in that northern part of Virginia. So what do you think it's like? Do you think it's red or do you think it's blue? It's very, very, very blue. And we have an update on Fairfax County, Virginia, and uh, (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. It is what it is. Some news from Virginia. This is from a Reed Epstein. Fairfax County is delayed in counting and reporting its early vote totals, which the county had promised to make public by 8 p.m. Unclear. How late they will be. Oh, gosh, not again. (laughs) Please, not again. Everybody listening to the sound of my voice right now. Listen, if you're driving, I know you're tempted to just drive right off that bridge. Don't do it. You have something left to live for. But yes, surprise, surprise, in the Democrat stronghold of Fairfax County, there must have been some kind of problem. Maybe a machine broke or something. Water leak. I mean, who knows? These things happen. We just happen to be very, very late in getting you our early vote totals. Oh, okay, no big deal. How late? Oh, we have no idea. We'll get back to you. 
Oh, no, jeez. If this happens again, people are going to lose their minds. And Okay, you know what? Actually, I don't want to joke about this too long, so let's, let's be real serious about something. I don't know what you think about the Trump election, and frankly, I don't care because it doesn't matter for this purpose. What you do have to understand is this, and this applies to everyone in this country, left, right, communists, it doesn't matter what you are. This applies to everyone in America. What you must understand is this, a significant percentage of this population believes the last election was stolen. They believe the last election was stolen. That is a dangerous belief. Because when people believe they can no longer have their voice be heard at the ballot box, the history of the world says they will find a different way to have their voice be heard. Restoring integrity, restoring faith, I should say, in our elections might be the biggest issue facing the country right now. And I don't care if you're one of those people that says, oh, nothing happened. The election was totally fair. That doesn't matter, actually, for the purpose of my conversation. What you must understand is this. People believe it was stolen. Telling them their stupid idiot nut job, conspiracy theorists, does absolutely nothing to change their minds about the election being stolen. If this is going to start becoming the norm where Republicans are ahead and then there seems to be a problem in the Democrat area and then wham, the Democrat comes roaring back, it's going to potentially have a huge fallout in this country. And look, let's be honest right now. I don't know what's going on in Fairfax County. It could easily be 100% legit. You don't know. You're not sitting in there. But now, now we're at the point where my son has stolen the cookies the last five times. When cookies go missing, I'm going to accuse him of stealing the cookies, whether or not he stole the cookies or not. That's just the way life works. Why is it yet another Democrat county can't seem to count votes? Anybody? You ever been to the bank? Do they seem to have a problem counting out your cash in a split second? Why can't we count out votes? Anyone? Anyone? Hang on. Why try? It is the Jesse Kelly Show. One hour left of the Jesse Kelly Show. Don't show. Don't worry. We're here. We're here in in tonight. I'm journalist Jesse. Chris, what? I'm giving people election updates. And when I say I'm giving people election updates on what's going on in Virginia, that means Chris had to come over and open up this website that has the election update right in front of me, and it automates on its own because I can't reach over and refresh the page. And so, uh, hang on one second. Journalist Jesse checking in here. We have Glenn Youngkin, the Republican in Virginia, in case you didn't know. He's at 55%. Don't shake your head, Chris. And the Democrat in Virginia is at 43 That's with... Uh, man, I should have brought my... You know what? I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. That's with 43% reporting. So 55 to 43 for the Republican with 44% reporting. All right, and... Before I talk about election tampering 
and faith in elections and and the latest news and stuff like that. And I actually have something to bring up about Van Jones. I have a big I told you so as well. I do have to explain why there was a brief pause there. And this is this is going to hurt. And this is something I should never admit to you people. Because I, there's no question about it, I have the most terrible, inhumane audience in the history of radio. They'll just take any perceived weakness and just pounce on me when I'm such a nice person. The reason there was a little pause and Chris just had to come over and enlarge the results on the screen was, I have to wear glasses sometimes now. It happened It happened three or four years ago. What, Chris? I'll explain what happened, Chris. Okay, I'm explaining it right now. I'm burying my soul. Don't interrupt. Three or four years ago, I was, what, 37 or so, I started noticing something. I've always had amazing eyes, and I'm not just talking about the sultry green that what, Chris, that people just get lost in them. I mean, I've had very, 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 in all seriousness, I've had very, I've had very good eyes. You can see everything. About three, four years ago, I started noticing if I was in the living room or something like that, and I looked out at the clock that's always in the, uh, in the oven, in the kitchen, sometimes I couldn't quite make out what it was, but if I just did a little blinky thing, a little squinty thing, I could make out what it was. Well, I'm a dude. And so what that means is I'm going to delay any medical treatment until the last possible second, possibly until I'm dead. And so I've spent the last three years as my eyes continued to deteriorate and deteriorate and deteriorate until, until I got to the point where the numbers and things like that on the screen, I was watching a game and I couldn't read the score on the TV screen. It was just a little blurry. I made the mistake of asking, asking one of my rotten sons what the score was. And then they pounced on me too. Cause they're mean too. <laughs> and finally the wife had had enough and she's all, well, just go see the eye doctor, please. We have a good one. I finally went to see the eye doctor and no, I'm not blind as a bat. I'm not blind as a bat. They aren't Coke bottle glasses, Chris. And I don't need them all the time. Like, I can read fine. If, if, if something's up close to me, I can read just fine. But as soon as something gets four or five feet away, it does tend to get a little bit blurrier. But I don't want to wear my glasses. I don't want to be glasses guy. I have a reputation to uphold. So I never even bring them out of the house. And right now, I'm at work. I mean, we're talking on the radio here, but I have, I'm trying to bring you news. I can't read the results on the computer screen. <laughs> Hang on. Let me lean in real quick. It's 56 Yunkin, 43 McAuliffe with 42% in. Weren't we just at 44? What is going on now? So, okay, there. Now everyone has it. I have glasses. I don't wear them. I should wear them more. There. Have your fun, everybody. What, Chris? Chris asked, shouldn't I be wearing them to drive? It's funny you should bring that up. Sometimes I do, but here's the thing. Because I don't want to be seen with glasses on, I have a a set of prescription sunglasses. So if it's sunny out, I will put them on because nobody can tell. But like tonight, it'll be nighttime. Obviously, when I get off the air, I don't wear them when I drive home in the dark because I can't put the sunglasses on. 
It's fine, Chris. Jeez, it's fine. It's not like I can't make out semis. I just can't make out things like stop signs. I don't see what the big deal is. <laughs> all right. All right. Now, I brought this up before we went to break, but let's talk about something. I'll get back to the election integrity thing here briefly. But you guys, you remember 20, 30, 40 minutes ago in the show when someone called in and asked about Donald Trump. They didn't want Trump to run again. He loved Trump but didn't want Trump to run again. And you remember when I said it doesn't matter who they are. The The reaction to Trump wasn't because of Trump per se. It was because these people are increasingly unhinged and it doesn't matter. It does not matter who the next Republican is. He will be treated as bad or worse than Donald Trump. Don't believe me? Glenn Youngkin is running for Republican as governor of Virginia. Now, because of that, he didn't run too far to the right. He's a, he's, it seems like a solid dude, seems like a solid conservative. I'm not, I'm not bagging on him, but I mean, he's not me, right? He's not some f- right-wing nut job. Fairly standard Republican, I would say, and that's, no, that's not me insulting him. Hope the man wins tonight. So here we have Milk Toast GOP. Do you want to hear what Van Jones... You want to hear what Van Jones just said about Glenn Youngkin on national television? This is why, as you listen to this, this is why it doesn't matter whether it's Trump or someone else. Their reaction is going to be insane no matter what. Um, first of all, it's not over. Um, you do have the, the grassroots uh, folks out there uh, fighting for this on the Democratic Party side. The stakes are high. Uh, when this election is over in Virginia, we will know. Have we seen the emergence of the Delta variant of Trumpism? The Delta variant of Trumpism. In other words, Youngkin, uh, same disease but spreads a lot faster and can get a lot more places. Um, first of all, it's not over. Um, <laughs> you- <laughs> these, people, these people are nuts. It, th- th- this is why I get so mad at the GOP, especially friends of mine in Congress and the Senate. Because, you know, I talk to these people and we text back and forth. And this is why I get so mad when they'll wuss out on something and they'll say things to me like, well, Jesse, the, the media will kill me if I do this. The media is going to kill you if you do anything good. If the media isn't killing you, if they're not killing you, it's because you're not doing anything that threatens them at all. Everything is going to be worse than Trump the next time. Every single thing. And and look, if we're playing Van Jones, it, it would only be fitting. It would only be fitting to play Van Jones's reaction the morning after Joe Biden won. I can't wait to hear his reaction tomorrow morning. Well, it's easier to be a parent this morning. It's easier to be a dad. It's easier. It's easier to tell your kids character matters. Hold on, pause it, it real matters. quick, Chris. I'm going to play the rest of it for you. <laughs> Can't help it. I love it so much. It's it's easier to be a parent this morning. <laughs> so pathetic. Gosh, I'd be so embarrassed if my sons ever heard me talk like that. All right, Chris, keep going. Character matters. It matters. Tell them the truth matters. Being a good person matters. And it's easier for a whole lot of people. If you're Muslim in this country, you, you, you don't have to worry if the president doesn't want you here. If you're an immigrant, you don't have to worry. <laughs> what a dork. How, how completely embarrassing that is. Gosh, these people crack me up. <laughs> All right. 
All right, get back. Let's get back to the election integrity. So, so if you're a Muslim, jeez, <laughs> who does that kind of performative crap? Just get on there and go talk, man. You can just be a human being. One, there's no way. There's no way you actually woke up and felt that way, so you had to cry about it. But two. I think it'd be worse if you did wake up and you were so happy about an election, you were crying because Muslims will be more welcome. Gosh, that's embarrassing. All right, everyone's mad right now because of the news out of Fairfax County, Virginia. Fairfax County, in case you missed it, it's the, it's the blue county, and they're already announcing the early vote totals, which were supposed to be in by 8 p.m. By the way, that's 8 p.m. Eastern time. They're already announcing... They're not going to be ready in time, and they're not giving a time when they're going to be ready. Everyone in the United States of America right now on the right is rolling their eyes and saying the same three or four words. Same four words. Here we go again. Everybody is. Maybe it is a big cheat. Maybe it's not. But let me just say, calm down for now. Calm down for now. The twenty, the, the 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 last election wasn't the first one where there were illegal ballots cast. Okay, the Democrats have done this forever. Republicans have still won. Let's just hold up for now. We're not even at fifty percent in. There's forty nine percent in. Just hold up for now. Calm down. See if we can't get through this thing. I'll give you an update every single segment on the race. All right, and I'm going to tell you a little something about my race next, but. Let's also talk about the things they were saying in Europe. I mean, you realize the leaders of Western civilization are currently in a gigantic meeting to figure out how to destroy your economy, to figure out how to destroy the dollar. So it's almost as if they're doing Oxford Gold Group's job for them when it comes to advertising. You don't need me to convince you that you need precious metals in your possession right now. Because the government is doing that job every single day as they wreck the value of your dollar. I am not now, nor will I ever on this show, tell you to do something drastic. I'm not. Get some gold in your possession from Oxford Gold Group. 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse told you to call. I know them personally. 833 833- 995 Gold, Oxford Gold Group. For gold, you can hold. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and following my bombshell confession that I have glasses, the staff is now playing songs that contain the word glasses. Let's go ahead and back off. Guys, that's not very nice at all. Remember, the email address is jesse at jessekellyshow.com, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I shouldn't even be giving out the email address after that revelation because you're all awful people. And if you missed any part of the show, the whole show is available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, leave a five-star rating and leave a review talking about how handsome I am. Update on Virginia, 55%. Hang on, let me squint. 55% Yunkin, 43% McCullough. That's with about 50% in. No, I don't know what a breakdown of the state. But I do know people who do know breakdowns of the state. 
they tell me every single bit of news is bad for McAuliffe and good for Yunkin. One of those situations where Yunkin is overperforming everywhere and McAuliffe's underperforming. Yes, thank you, Chris, for increasing that font size for me. Again, thank you. Thank you. That's enough, please. Thank you. I don't work with nice people, which is amazing because I'm a nice person. Now, and this is what I'm talking about, about uh, faith in elections. Let's get serious here. Faith, faith in elections. A huge percentage of Republicans don't have faith. We know from the polls half the independents don't have faith in the elections. That's a more dangerous situation than people think because elections, I mean, as much as anything else, elections are a way to make the people feel as if they have some say-so in the people who are over them. And I, I know we're not supposed to call these politicians over us, but let's be honest. These guys live like kings now and tell us what to do and what vaccines to take and who's essential and who's not essential. But people love to feel like they have some say about it. If you start taking that away from people, if people get the impression they don't have a say it becomes a big deal. Whether or not that's true or not, just the, the appearance of it becomes a big deal. Like this headline right here. Virginia Democrat caught by police tampering with campaign signs hours before heated election. Tampering with campaign signs. Delegate Chris Hurst was pulled over by police in Radford, Virginia. This is according to Fox News. On Monday evening, after a deputy saw a woman taking campaign signs that were on display outside the city recreation center and then getting in the car, they were draw, uh, jacking a bunch of the other guys' campaign signs. Now, here's what happens this headline gets put out there. And I'm not ripping on the headline, but immediately, as I was reading the headline, you're leaning back your head, throwing up your hands, saying, Here we go again, dirty cheaters in the election. But, but, this is benign. Back when I was running for Congress in Arizona and losing twice, back when I was running for Congress in Arizona, them destroying our signs was simply the norm. We had these huge extra size yard signs because I know you're going to find this shocking. Everything I did was obnoxious, but the yard signs were, they were seriously five feet by five feet. We had to put them in with rebar. Now, I had normal size signs too, but we had gigantic ones and we'd find major roads and we'd put them on there and we'd regularly come across them and they'd have spray painted a swastika on them, you know, all that normal stuff, or cut them in half or chop them up. And this was every day. Every day I'd have staffers going around replacing the signs that they'd torn up. Democrats trashing the signs of their opponents is as old as time. But again, back to where we're at now. That doesn't matter to people because nobody wanted to do an honest accounting of the last one. Now people will take even standard things and say it's all rigged and that's not their fault. You know whose fault it really is? You know who I blame for that state of affairs? I blame the useless establishment Republicans. Because, of course, communists are going to come out and say, fairest election ever. Of course, they're going to say that. Okay, well, okay, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Let's, let's have an audit of it, though. Let's everybody have an audit of it. There were some funny-looking things. I'm the first one to admit it. There were some funny-looking things. Let's have an audit. But instead, what did you get? You got every establishment loser pundit and every establishment loser uh, politician coming out and saying, yep, the communists are right. It was the fairest election ever. 
Wait, what? We don't we don't know that. You don't have any way of knowing that. Why don't we dig into it and find out? Why don't we why don't we find out about the irregularities? But people get under this impression. Here's what happens, especially in my business. When you talk into the microphone for a living, and I have the radio show and I do the TV show. So when you do that for a living, you, I see this time and time again, you eventually feel like you're important. You feel like you matter. And here's the thing. You feel like you're a leader of some kind. Like everybody, everybody's looking to me for leadership. How many times have I told you my job is just to make your day better for 15 to 20 minutes? I do not have an important job. You have an important job. I talk into the microphone. Uh, what I do is not important. But people in my industry, because I guess it's because they have fans and you get a bunch of emails and people want to take pictures with you, they somehow get under the impression that they're important. And so they feel as if they have the power when you at post-election, you have all these irregularities. People are so mad and people in my profession come on the air and say, it was the fairest election ever, idiots. I'm your leader. Allow me to guide you through these times. You're not leading anything. You're not a leader at all. You're not important. If something bad happened, you don't get by it by ignoring it. You get by it by talking about it. That's why I talk about so many things other people don't talk about. No one else will talk about. Hi, how much do I talk about race on the show? I'll talk about religion. I'm not scared. It's because I want it to get better, not worse. Remember when we did that huge segment uh, on, on, on Jews in New York City in conflict with black people in New York City, and there was this violence breaking out, then no one else would talk about it, and I just wanted to talk about it. Okay, cultural tensions, racial tensions are not new. Let's talk about it. Because you only get things better when you talk about them. We don't make our elections safer by saying, nope, they were all safe and secure. Don't be a conspiracy theorist. Shut up. We make them better by digging into what happened, being transparent, and showing people what happened. All right? All right. Tomorrow, tomorrow, something is coming. Maybe you haven't heard about it. I'll tell you in a second. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Guys, don't you think that's a little melodramatic just because it's election night? Although now that just became our official election night song forever. (laughs) And you're not going to believe what I have to go through over here with these idiots. They're pouring over during the break. Neither of these guys are some kind of election experts. They're morons. They're pouring over election maps and doing county breakdowns by percentages and then trying to give me updates as if I'm going to go on the air and share that information. Neither of you morons know what's going on. We know what's going on on the internet, okay? Right now, Glenn Youngkin's up 54 to 44. That's with 60% reporting. From people who do know, neither of you two, From people who do know, I will tell you all signs point toward Glenn Youngkin right now in Virginia. And before I get into what's happening tomorrow, allow me to just say this. I've been talking about this. I talked about it last week, but talking about it Monday. If Glenn Youngkin wins that race in Virginia, it affects each and every person hearing my voice because it's going to scare Democrats to the bone. Right now, with 60% of the votes in, Glenn Youngkin is up 11%.
in a state that went to Joe Biden by 10 points. It wasn't close. Donald Trump didn't sniff Virginia. If, if a Republican turns around and defeats a well-established Democrat, by the way, if a Republican turns around and defeats a well-established Democrat in blue Virginia, you're going to see Democrats across the country Colorado, New York, D.C., you name it. You're going to see Democrats sit up and take notice. And here's the lesson they should take from it. This is what they should, but they won't because they're all communists now. What they should take from it is this. The right, the right has discovered, and by the way, the right should take the same issue or should take the same lesson and they'll screw it up too. So both sides will screw this up. But this is not complicated. What happened was... The communists, because of the coronavirus insanity, they were forced to kind of open up a view, a window into the classroom. Parents started to figure out, oh my gosh, I'm sending my child off to school and my child is learning some of the most wretched filth I've ever seen in my life and I'm mad about it. That that awakened an anger in people who were already on the right But it also awakened a bunch of people who weren't even politically involved. You don't have to be politically involved to be a parent. Right? You're you're a parent. You just love your kid. All of a sudden, a relatively non-political parent finds out their child's learning to hate themselves and their country in class. It awakened this extra group of angry people. What should the lessons be? Well, for the right, the lesson should be you campaign against critical race theory all across America. All across America. People do not want their children to hate themselves and their country. Most people do not. You go in, you expose it, you expose the Democrat candidate for wanting the teachers' unions to control education, and you wade knee-deep into the cultural wars. I know it's a family show, but I'm going to bring this up again. Parents in Loudoun County, Virginia, they finally got to see some of the books in the school library. And I mean little kids. And I'm, it's a family show, so I'm going to be really delicate here. There were books in there showing, there were cartoon drawings, mind you, but uh, Acts, uh, acts that you would only see in an adult movie with transgenders, and they're explicit in these books. Parents had no idea those kinds of things were in school. You start showing parents these kinds of things are in your child's school, that is one of those things that crosses party lines. That's 99% of Republicans are against that. 90% of independents, shoot, 60-70% of Democrats are thinking, uh, I don't want my kid learning that in school. The lesson the right should learn with all this is you dive into the culture war. You don't avoid it. Now we should stick with taxes and spending. No, dork. Go after them on culture. They're winning all the cultural wars because they're the only ones playing the game. Republicans are too busy hiding under their beds. And what if he calls me a racist? Get some spine and go do it. All right. I do have to give everyone once again a heads up. Tomorrow, tomorrow, a little birdie tweeted something in my ear. 
Tomorrow is something called Walk Out Wednesday. Walk Out Wednesday. And I'm looking at this headline here. From Boeing to Mercedes, a U.S. worker rebellion swells over vaccine mandates. We are about to experience, I believe, I believe we're about to experience some serious upheaval in this economy. This may very well cause you some inconvenience in the very least. I mean, who doesn't have travel? You remember, I'm flying to D.C. next week. I got to go. I'm going to do that thing for Tunnel to Towers. We're all traveling. Everyone has to do something. We're all shopping, traveling. We're all living life. We have declared war as a society. You haven't, but we have declared war as uh, on us as a society on the 25% of adults who've refused to get vaccinated. We've decided these people are somehow lesser. They don't deserve a job. They don't deserve the same rights. And if you think you can take a, that high of a percentage of people and just stomp them into the ground without some pain coming back, you've got another thing coming. People are getting ready to pay the system back in full. And if you're one of these corporations, let me be real clear about this. If you're one of these corporations who's decided to bend your knee and lick the boot of the federal government and punish your employees who are the ones out there putting in the work for you, I hope you suffer pain. I hope they storm out on you. I hope your business is broken. I hope this time next month you're staring at a profit loss sheet crying in your hands because of your pathetic cowardice. If you're one of these companies telling great employees to pack up and run out the door, you suck and you deserve everything that's coming to you. You see what these people are saying right now about pilots, about things like that, about the military? You seen this stuff? Listen to this. Listen to this. This is a surgeon. This is an army surgeon. Listen to what's going on. I saw five patients in clinic, two of which presented with chest pain days to weeks after vaccination and were subsequently diagnosed with pericarditis and worked up to rule out myocarditis. The third pilot had been vaccinated and felt like he was drunk, chronically fatigued within 24 hours after vaccination. The pilot told me he didn't know what to do, so he drank a lot of coffee to try and, quote, wake himself up and continued to fly until he realized it wasn't going away. After I reported to my command my concerns that in one morning I had to ground three out of three pilots due to vaccine injuries. The next day, my patient patients were canceled, my charts were pulled for review, and I was told that I would not be seeing acute patients anymore, just healthy pilots there for their flight physical. What kind of dystopian nightmare are we in here? Pilots across America, commercial and military, they're fit, they don't need this, many have made a personal choice that they don't want it, they're worried about side effects like this. I'd rather my pilot have coronavirus than go into cardiac arrest when he's flying me around the country. Pilots, cops, firefighters, healthcare workers, manufacturing guys, truckers, whatever you do, whatever you do for a living, hear me now. Fight back. Fight back. Tomorrow. It's walkout Wednesday. Go let them know they don't have all the power in this country, huh? We'll be right back with headlines I didn't get to. But first, allow me to get to something. 
Uh, you heard about my silent auction story yesterday. Yeah, I need to save money. Thankfully, I switched the entire family. I didn't just switch myself. The entire family, we left T-Mobile and we went to Pure Talk. I, I've had Verizon. I've had AT&T. I just, like I said, I just left T-Mobile. I know what the coverage is like. My coverage with Pure Talk is just as good, if, if not better, because it's on the exact same 5G network as one of those big companies. That's one, two, half. My bill is about half what I was paying. That's for unlimited data. Unlimited data. And the CEO of Pure Talk is a Vietnam veteran. You don't see Pure Talk ads out there dumping on America, do you? Why are you throwing money after companies that hate you? I'm done with it. Switch to Pure Talk now, right now. You have nothing to lose because there's a 30-day risk-free guarantee. Dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. You're welcome. It is. Jesse Kelly show here with election night journalist Jesse tonight. Chris, quit rolling your eyes. 63% in, 55% Yunkin, 44% McAuliffe. And I'm again, again, I'm joking about journalist Jesse. I'm not the election expert. I do know election experts, and some of the places I trust are projecting already that Yunkin has won. I don't want you to get your hopes up. But it looks like Youngkin may have won this thing. If a Republican is now governor of Virginia, you're about to see Democrats across the country change. You're about to see. Now, don't get me wrong. They're not going to stop being communists. But they may go ahead and turtle up until the midterms are over. Because every single Democrat running in a vulnerable seat in a purple district is going to watch a plus 10 Democrat state vote a Republican in, and they're going to say to themselves, uh-oh, it's about to be ugly out there. And if Glenn Youngkin wins, celebrate. I don't care where you are. Celebrate. It's been a <clears throat> fairly rough year, has it not? We've had a year of Joe Biden and these losers dumping on everything in this country. It's been a rough year. Take a moment, no matter where you are, if Yunkin pulls it off, and celebrate. All right. Once again, briefly, before I get to headlines, I want to play this cut of Joe Biden from the climate conference. And I'll tell you, once, once again, I, want to bring, I brought this up at the beginning of the show. If you're Jill Biden or you're Hunter Biden or Joe Biden's brother, how are you allowing this to go on? One of the reasons why I decided to talk about the need to deal with uh, um, uh, uh, the, uh, the operation and the gouging that occurs in some of the pricing of beef and chicken and other things is that uh, that's why I think we're, I indica- that's why I indicated to you we're going to look at whether or not uh, there's a violation of, of antitrust laws and what they're doing. So there's a lot to look at, but the bottom line is that I think uh, that uh, and anyone who would prefer as bad as things are in terms of prices helping, hurting families now, trade this Thanksgiving for uh, last Thanksgiving. We got it. We got it. For once, I'm not going to laugh at him. If you're Jill Biden 
that's, I know he's the president and Democrat and all those other things. That's your husband. And when he speaks, the entire planet, planet Earth, watches when your husband speaks. So you're standing by while planet Earth makes fun of your husband. How can you possibly not step in and say, we're done here. We're retiring. We're going to relax. How is that humanly possible? All right. All right. It's time. And now. Here's a headline. By the, go, you know the, you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. Headline. Man killed his daughter's boyfriend for selling her into a sex trafficking ring. Well, why is he in police custody when he should be getting a medal? Headline, Virginia GOP and Matt Schlapp claim some voters without masks are kept from the polls. I just want to remind everybody, I know you can't go vote in Virginia anymore, but we always have elections coming. These Democrats who work the polls. No, I'm not talking about Kamala Harris. I'm talking about the polls on election day. Democrats who work the polls will do many underhanded things to get you to go away. Do not allow them ever. Larry Sabato says white backlash and white resistance could lead to a Yunkin win. You're going to see a lot of that tomorrow because the communist may be good at a lot of things. Self-reflection is not one of them. You're going to see a lot of white people this and white people that. As if there weren't a bunch of black people and Latinos who also don't want their kids learning about transsexuals in the fifth grade. Headline, the Southwest Airlines Let's Go Brandon narrative appears to be crashing and burning. What they're talking about is there's now audio out there (laughs) where the Southwest Airlines pilots, God bless them, This let's go Brandon thing is something they're just simply mixing in with all the cockpit chatter because they hate Joe Biden so much. And I, the funniest part of this is how shocked some people are by it. I know that a lot of this country is vaccine obsessed and COVID obsessed, but Joe Biden stood up in front of the country and he took away people's livelihoods. He took away people's careers, careers they loved how they not only how they fed their family but the things people felt were their calling in life and Joe Biden is personally responsible for those careers going away did you not think this was going to create a new level of anger man are you naive about human nature man DeSantis Florida DeSantis's Florida offers In-N-Out Burger Haven from regulatory overreach in Newsom's California. This is one of my favorite stories. In-N-Out Burger has said, "No, we're not in, we're not enforcing ca- uh, coronavirus mandates because In-N-Out Burger is the bomb and they love freedom and their cheeseburgers are amazing." How great is it that DeSantis steps up and says, "Come on down to Florida." And you know what's wild? They will I guarantee you they will. In-N-Out burgers are going to start popping up all over the state of Florida. Florida's just going to be the freedom state from now on. Although, we do have to take care of the whole alligator thing. But we'll get to that another time. Headline. BLM boomerang. Voters get a chance to bulk up police after defunding sparked a crime wave. That's all well and good. And I hope the voters finally step up and do what's right and whatnot. But... Anyone with half a brain last year 
was standing there in the breach saying, um, stop. One bad video out of Minneapolis doesn't mean cops are the problem in the black community. Why are we praising communist Black Lives Matter and ridiculing cops? And I'm sorry that genie ain't going back in the bottle now. These cops in these big cities and really cool big cities too, right? Minneapolis, New York, some of our coolest cities, they're not staying. Would you stay? Would you stay so every idiot with a cell phone camera can pull it out and film you with your worst time? I'd be out of there too. All right. We will be back to either cry together tomorrow or gloat. I don't want any emails making fun of the fact that I wear glasses on occasion. That's all. <laughs>